0: 25 days, 39 mass shootings. It's been a violent start to the year in America. Multiple people shot at a Subway restaurant in North Carolina and outside a youth center in Pennsylvania. 11 killed at a dance hall in California where shootings have taken dozens of lives. The state's governor summoned it this way, tragedy after tragedy. Here in Chicago, we started the week with a mass shooting. Two people killed and three wounded in a South Shore apartment. This is a lot to process, and we are opening up some space today to just talk. Talk about what you're thinking and talk about how you're feeling. What is on your mind? How are you talking about these events with your family and with your friends? What are you doing right now to care for yourself and for others? Call us at 866-915-WBEZ. That's 866-915-WBEZ. And joining us for the conversation is Iggy Ladin, therapist and founder of the Chicago Therapy Collective. Welcome back to Reset, Iggy. Thank you. Also with us is Pastor Raymond Chang, president of the Asian American Christian Collaborative. Welcome, Pastor.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Pastor Chang, as we've said, it's tragedy after tragedy. What's on your mind?
1: Devastation and confusion and grief. Uh, I, I... I don't know if people know how to hold this much uh, trauma uh, and the collective trauma that's oftentimes uh, unearthed through this, but not known how to process. And so uh, I'm having conversations all throughout the country um, with different people, and they don't know how to have the conversations themselves. They don't know where to turn for resources. They don't know how to make sense of the the violence that they're seeing, especially around, um, around guns. And... And they don't know how to process and where to go to process uh, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And so uh, it's just been um, a time of uh, confusion and devastation.
0: Yeah, as you say, people don't know how to have the conversation. It makes me think of my own life. I talk about it here because I have to. But at home, we've stopped talking. I don't know if we're doing it on purpose or if we're just, we're tired. How are you doing, Iggy?
2: Yeah. um, I find this to be incredibly heartbreaking, terrifying, and ultimately frustrating and disturbing because it keeps happening. These shootings keep happening again and again. And I'm reminded of just in November when we were mourning Trans Day of Remembrance or resilience, uh, we woke up to the news of the mass shooting at Club Q. Um, So as an LGBTQ community member, as a trans person, I think we, in our various minority groups, are feeling targeted, are feeling scared and concerned about our safety on a day-to-day basis. And the, the constant coverage from the news puts that question of safety really at the forefront of our minds, perhaps more than it might otherwise be. Um, so there's a lot of reactions that are happening, I know, across communities. And all of the reactions, all of the feelings people are having are valid, Um, They might lead to bigger feelings of despair or um, hopelessness. Um, Or on the other end, folks might start to get analytical and really try to um, figure out what is leading to these problems and start thinking of solutions. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful today we can create some space to talk about the various reactions that might be happening for folks um, and to have this public space where we can validate some of the impacts um, on our mental health from yeah. these mass shootings.
0: I'm glad you went through some of those reactions. They are pretty common when, when stress and trauma come into play. What if your response is, is just to go numb,
2: though? Absolutely. Um, that's a very common response to go numb, to turn off, to try to wall our nervous systems off from the overwhelming information and threats on our safety. Um, and you know what? That's okay. It's okay to say no to an input of information that we on some level might not be able to handle in a moment might be overwhelming. Um, so I first want to just you know reassure folks that if you are numbing out, if you are tuning out or numbing to this um, news, that that's all right. That's that's one set of reactions that is normal. And in time, um, I hope that folks can find opportunities to reconnect and acknowledge um, the feelings that are happening inside, and ultimately uh, find space to connect with others um, and and acknowledge again some of the impact that these mass shootings are, are bringing up for folks.
0: Yeah, Pastor Chang, on one hand, going numb makes sense, but criminologists, they say people are getting desensitized to these deaths. Do you think it makes a difference who is going numb?
1: I don't know if it makes a difference uh, in terms of who is going numb. Uh, In some ways, if we go numb in order to dissociate from the overwhelm that takes place, uh, that that is a a normal uh, response. But I think on the other hand, there are things that we can certainly combat as a community, even as we're holding the difficulties of all the collective trauma that everyone in this country is experiencing. Uh, sadly, it's only in moments like these where people care about start caring again about gun violence, and those who have been combating uh, uh, the proliferation of guns uh, are you know, get more and more vocal. But then, you know, after these tragedies pass and, and the moment passes we kind of go back to life as normal and, and, and as usual. And so I think there is an element in which we have to care even when it's difficult to care mm-hmm. to at least add our voices to calling for change where change is certainly possible and certainly needed. And so on the one hand, the dissociation or going numb makes sense. On the other hand, I'm hoping that as we get people care, uh, the, the care that they need, they also become Uh, engaged to to see some change in this world because we can't keep doing this.
0: Let's go to the phones. Angela in Naperville has been waiting. Hey, Angela, welcome to Reset.
3: Hi. Yeah, yeah. good morning. Um, It's very tragic. Um, I'm Asian background. I'm from Naperville. Okay. So um, my point of view is that it's not only talk about gun violence, but you have to think about why it happened. And uh, what's the cause of reason? You know, the family issues and the workplaces. If we don't, we if we only talk about a gun violence and we're not digging about roots, and then what happened again? Even though without guns, they can use knives, they can use all and any other things. So I think that mental health is is big issue. It takes a village. It's not only one family, it's one community. It takes the whole society. We have to have to find a place to help those people, they really desperate, really need help. And then, yeah. and, unless, until we solve this, you know, the roots, the basic foundation roots, and then this kind of violence will be less and less. That's yeah. my opinion.
0: Thank you for calling, Angela. Angela brings up a great point, Iggy. we got to think about the mental health of these people who are committing these these crimes.
2: Yeah, mental health is frequently brought up as potentially a cause for gun violence. And I want to right away dispel the myth that mental health or severe mental illness is the cause for this gun violence, hands down. Research has shown that it's actually easy access to guns um, that is leading to these mass murders. However, it is uh, true that we need mental health interventions, resources for folks who are impacted by this trauma. And also we need mental health resources to address some of the underlying root causes, which is not mental illness. However, there are other factors that we we see um, in some of these um, cases of mass murders, such as you know we've recognized that 99% of cases these are men who are committing these murders. 50% of cases they're middle-aged men. A significant majority of times it's young men, often white men. So these These issues are both racialized and they're gendered. And so when we ask what is the root of this problem, it should take us to some pretty um, deep places about what's going on socially. And I hope we can, through these tragedies, actually start having more transparent conversations about why is this happening?
0: Well, yesterday— we spoke with Van huynh who's an executive director of the Vietnamese Association of Illinois. She said her initial reaction to the shooting in Monterey Park was she was bracing herself. You know, it's going it's to be another white supremacist attack, basically. But once she learned that the gunman was an Asian man, she had these additional reactions. Let's listen.
2: I think to hear that it's someone from your own community triggers all these other additional layers to it around the trauma that Southeast Asian Americans face, um, you know, as war refugees coming into the, to the U.S., and also just the lack of services that are available to be able to address these issues. Um, in my initial conversations with a lot of local organizations, you know, we talk about the gender-based violence in our community, the gun violence that also exists, all of this coupled with the anti-Asian sentiment um, and violence that has just um, permeated throughout our community.
0: Pastor Chang, what's your response there? She, she mentioned the lack of services to address the needs of immigrants and refugees.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I, I mean, I just tweeted out right before the show how there are multiple factors at play, including mental health, but not limited to Exactly what um, you said earlier. That that's completely right. That we can't be constantly gategoating mental health as the issue that leads to all these uh, these these, these uh, mass shootings. I I basically said that we have to think about how anti-Asian racism that sparked violence and hate uh, leading to increased fear could be a factor, Uh, the lack of social support programs because many of our elders experience isolation. I'm an Asian-American myself, and so uh, when I heard that these these incidents were perpetrated by Asian-Americans, the first thought I had was, oh, my goodness, we're going to see another spike of anti-Asian sentiment because we're going to get scapegoated for being Perpetrators of these uh, mass shootings, uh, but in addition to that, you know, there's economic challenges. Uh, many of our elders feel like they're an economic burden on families. There's far right wing violence inducing propaganda that's widely spread on social media channels because there's a lack of options for those who don't have access to English speaking media. In fact, one of six Asian Americans uh, go to social media sites to discuss politics where far-right-wing propaganda and conspiracy theories spread like wildfire, whether mm-hmm. it's on WeChat or Kakao Talk or Line or WhatsApp or on YouTube. And so they, they're getting fed all these uh, very false and, and, and misguiding ideas. And, of course, there is a stigma against uh, and the lack of mental health support and in in addition to personal issues that can lead to domestic and workplace violence and, of of course, radicalization of male aggression. But as you said earlier, it is the easy access to guns that turns things into this type of mass devastation. I mean, like, if someone had a knife, like, we might be talking about an attack, and we might be talking about a casualty, but not this level of chaos and destruction that we're talking about today.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking about coping with the seemingly never-ending gun violence happening in our country. That's Pastor Raymond Chang, and we've got therapist Iggy Ladin with us. We also want to hear from you. With 39 mass shootings in the U.S. already this year, what is on your mind? What types of conversations are you having with family and friends, if you're having them at all? Our number is 866-915-WBEZ. Let's hear now from Taylor in Highland Park, who's been waiting. Hi, Taylor. Welcome to Reset.
4: Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to comment on the many, many facets of grief and frustration that accompany these mass shootings, especially from the perspective of the parent of three young children. Our community experienced a mass shooting this past 4th of July, and navigating how to discuss and, or, you know, shield our children, um, from these events, discussions surrounding these events just leave no time to process. And I come from a community who has an abundance of resources. So thinking about the inequity that some of these other communities are facing in terms of support, um, unbelievably maddening it it can just make your head spin thinking of all the levels of yeah grief and frustration
0: taylor thanks for calling hang in there take care iggy let's get into some self-care right I, i mean how can maybe talking it out and having people listen to you how can something like that be helpful
2: yeah absolutely and i think bringing up Children is a really um, important point and can actually be grounding for adults because what children need is also what adults need. What we need in times like this is a space for somebody to just be with us, a safe space where we can voice honestly the kinds of fe- thoughts and feelings that are going through our minds and our bodies, um, and the chance and the space to figure out what we need to do next. Now, with kids, it, it is often the the case that we need to listen um we need to you know give our kids a chance to name what it is that they've maybe seen or heard um, and, and articulate some of the feelings that perhaps are coming up for them around that. And it's the same thing with adults. So I think it's actually very grounding to think about what is it that kids are, are needing as, as a pathway for what adults are needing. And it seems so simple, um, but it's it's profound what can happen when we have that safety. Because on on the most basic level, what's happening in a lot of our nervous systems is there's a question about safety. So as much as we can answer that question for ourselves and for our loved ones that we are safe now, we're safe to feel, we're safe to exist, that's going to start to give us that, that comforting information we need.
0: Yeah. In
2: moments of, of strife, people often turn to
0: a spiritual practice for, for solace, right? But just as often, people will get angry in these moments, some asking how can God let something like this happen? How do you respond, Pastor Chang?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, so as a Christian, you know, we believe that, that that God exists and that one of his primary tenets is love. But love requires that, you know, people have choice, and sometimes that choice is to commit harm and, and do wrong. And, and so though there is an element which we don't understand how to make sense of all the evil in the world. Um, if we look at many of the religious traditions, uh, but especially for the Christian tradition, we believe that there is a God who's going in the process of making all things right uh, through, the, uh, through the sacrifices that he has made in, you know, in Jesus Christ, and uh, that he's turning everything that's upside down, right side up, Uh, And to bring healing and wholeness to to a broken society uh, and to a broken world. And so there is a comfort knowing that there is a God who cares and cares enough to enter into this world and to enter into the pain of this world. Um, But on the other hand, he he also create. We believe that God created communities to be able to extend that care to other people. And um, and so while we don't, while there, I mean there's, I mean you talk about the problem of evil, and we can talk about it for hours. And so there's not really a soundbite for it. But you know, a key tenet of many faiths is that there is a God who cares, and uh, that's true of Christianity. And that, that care extended to sending and sacrificing His own Son.
0: Let's hear from another caller. Here is Maritza in Jefferson Park. Hi, Maritza.
4: Hi, Sasha. How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. How about yourself?
4: Um, Yeah, so I first thing I do pretty much every single morning is um, listen to WBEZ and just, you know, since um, the shootings in California, it's like the first thing I hear when I wake up in the morning and it's, you know, hard to to listen to that. Um, It just makes me feel sick to my stomach. But I feel like I'm at the point where I'm just kind of expecting it to get closer you know, like okay, my community mm. will probably eventually be a part of this, and I don't know. I I, I I suppose that the best way to describe that is a sort of numbness because I I just feel completely defeated at this point. It doesn't seem like any changes are being made, and or like we're making any progress.
0: Yeah, I um, I share those those sentiments, Maritza. I I, I see where you're uh, where you're coming from. Thank you for calling it and sharing those thoughts, Iggy. I mean, again, it goes back to what we were talking about before, that fatigue with hearing this all the time. I mean, Maritza told our producer before jumping on air, uh, she feels defeated hearing about these mass shootings. Um, There are a myriad of uh, discussions of, of why this is happening, maybe trying to find a common thread, trying to understand... I feel like as humans, we have this desire to just make meaning of things, right? So is that useful?
2: Absolutely. I would say that that desire to make meaning and often problem solve and prevent is a way of reengaging ourselves when we tune out. So if you find yourself trying to make meaning um, or understand what are the roots of this problem, That that is good because that is a sign of leaning in and engaging, acknowledging what is happening. And ultimately, you know, in order to take care of ourselves and to take care of our communities, it's about engagement. And there are different pathways to engagement. Um, not everybody is necessarily going to take on an, an activist um, form of engagement or a body-based form of engagement. But Um, I encourage folks to ask themselves, what do they need to re-engage with themselves right now, to connect with themselves right now, Um, and to take care of your basic needs. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're eating regularly. These things start to go out the window, basic self-care things, and then we find ourselves even more impacted by this stress. Unfortunately, research is showing that Despite the fact that these shootings happen again and again, you would think we'd become more habituated, but actually we're becoming more sensitized. And sensitization can look like numbness. It can look like walling off. It can also look like not being able to stop consuming information, really trying um, to just keep scrolling. Um, And so our acute trauma or stress reactions can look really different um, and can be forms of this oversensitization. And I think as a society we're gonna to have to start talking about what do we need, you know, to be talking about to engage folks with combating that oversensitization. Um certainly top down solutions like gun safety is a really big part of that, but again, access to mental health care Um, And reminders in our churches, in our schools, in our communities, um, that it's important to be checking in on one another um, and doing the basics to take care of ourselves.
0: Pastor Chang, I'll give you the last word here. I, I mean, should we be trying to make sense of something that seems so senseless?
1: Yeah, I think Iggy said it really well. I, I don't know if we can make sense of things that are this senseless, uh, but I think we have to uh, come to certain conclusions so that uh, we get the help that we need, we get the care that we need, uh, we are building the communities and pouring into the communities that we need, and we're uh, moving towards a type of social change that, that we want to leave to the next generations. because I know I do not want to leave a world to, uh, to my child that is rife with this type of devastation. And so um, I I think on the one hand, we have to know that it's okay not to be okay. Uh, And on the other hand, we have to uh, actively seek help. And I love what Iggy said in terms of checking in on people, Uh, check in on the person that you might think is uh, experiencing isolation or is caving in on themselves, Uh, and then uh, make sure that you're inviting them into into life-giving community. Uh, because we need each other in these times.
0: Pastor Raymond Chang is president of the Asian American Christian Collaborative, and Iggy Laddin is a therapist and founder of the Chicago Therapy Collective. Thank you both.